Hello, dear listener, and welcome to Little Realms, a Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast. Last time on Little Realms... But after a successful heist, I went back to Journey's End and made a bunch of eggs. Vim took a nap, Arden got laid, and Jarell. What did Jarell do? Oh yeah, Jarell solved the uh, the encryption in Mirne's ledger, so we have the proof. Dakota. You know, like all of you put your hands in, say Chakota, and then Landon in the background, and he's just got like bags under his eyes, and he's staring blankly just in your general direction. Did he say Chakota? Didn't we? Didn't we make him? Oh yeah, he did. He yeah. did. You did. Did he say it though? Yes. Yes. Okay. But good. he was confused about it. Yes. <laughs> I'm glad that my soldier has made such a positive impression on you all. Well, he did win a tournament yesterday. That, that is true. I'm very proud of him. You should tell him that. I think he would love to hear that you're proud of him. I have told him so before, and yes, he does like hearing it. Oh. <laughs> Oh, Landon. <laughs> All right, then, uh, are, are you, perhaps you should go report. Um, Jarrell looks around the table at everyone. Um, should a few of us maybe go with, with Sergeant Landon and, um, check in with, with the Margrex? A very red-eyed, just like, <laughs> very scary-looking face, Cyrus, like, <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> oh no Landon I... <laughs> Side eyes Cyrus Bloodshot eyes Arden looks to Landon and says uh, Don't worry I'll, I'll come along as well To keep him Under control Are there egg bits in my beard Yes y- Yes. I Actually you know what hold still <laughs> <laughs> And then we'll like if, if Cyrus consents to this She will like pluck them from his beard and she'll do the thing where like you pretend to hold it in your other hand like you're gonna throw it away and then when she thinks no one is looking she'll eat the handful <laughs> oh that's so nasty All right. afterwards after I don't wow. see you eat the handful but when you're done cleaning me like a like a patting like, him down with a napkin like, alright now I'm ready oh um I've also if you want it um if I remember right, Cyrus is still wearing the random tunic I found on the ground outside. I've uh, got your things upstairs if you want them. Oh, that's a far walk away, but okay. Let... Well, you don't need to have them now. I just thought maybe you'd be more comfortable, but um, I mean, this is very fetching on you. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's a new look. No, no, I should wear my, my salmon frock. It gives me good luck. <laughs> be right back. I change and I come down. Arden looks over to Vim and Jarell and says, Yeah, and uh, while Cyrus and I are talking to the Arendales, maybe you should 
make sure that this all gets out as quickly as possible. Maybe a trip to the library. Yes, I think a little chat with with, uh, Simon might um, not go amiss. Jarrell kind of looks speculatively at them and back to Arden. Cyrus comes down with the plushy bullfrog underneath his arm. All right, I'm changed and I brought my good luck totem. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. I'm glad you enjoy it. It's grown on me. I do not particularly like frogs, but I don't know. I I feel like I feel like he listens. <laughs> and I stuff Kermit into my little knapsack and say, "All right, you'll be safe there." Cyrus, are are you sure you don't want to take a nap or or rest up a bit before heading off to go and speak to um, the Margrex? Poppycock! I'm good to go. Bust out my alchemy jug. Give myself a nice little hair of the dog, little swig. All right, good as new. And I do think we want to expedite this, don't you? I mean, I'm not sure how much time we have, honestly. <laughs> exactly. We, there's no no rest. For, we'll rest when we're dead. Is sleep really that necessary? Well said. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess we better hop to it, and uh, you're right, we've been dithering on this for a while. Right uh, you are. And- Jarrell grabs Vim's sleeve and starts trucking toward the door. <laughs> oh, okay, um, okay, uh, okay, bye, guys. <laughs> I guess I'm going to library. <laughs> so, that is them. Uh, we shall make our way to the Arendales. I think that's probably a good idea. I'm a little bit worried about what Rowan and Myrne will do as soon as they actually know how things are headed. They can bring it. I- I'd really rather they didn't. Cyrus just flexes. <laughs> I think our best stance is to just stay a few steps ahead. Landon takes a big drink of coffee and then refills his coffee mug. I'll bring the mug back later. (laughs) Arden looks between both of them, and despite uh, probably still pretty bad hangover, just says, neither of you look like you got any sleep last night. You're not wrong. Not all of us had a soiree of floozies to <laughs> to sleep with. Some of us had to make brekkie for the rest of the group to feed everybody. Is that the the count now or the the mass noun for floozies? A soiree of floozies. A soiree. A <laughs> soiree. Landon raises an eyebrow at Arden and then just sort of shrugs it's and walks towards the door. I honestly uh, don't think any of them were floozies, but say what you will. I think Seth is still passed out at the bench. (laughs) Seth is still passed out on the bench. You're right, Auden. They are all upstanding citizens, and I just pat Seth on the head. She gives you a thumbs up. (laughs) And then I follow Landon out the door. All right, so Vim and Jarrell are making their way to the library, and it's like 
mid-morning at this point. The festival activities for the day are getting set up and underway. There is chatter just as you're walking, chatter in the streets about, oh man, that was some party last night. Did you see the guy with the no clothes? Like, can you believe? And some you pass someone else and it's like, yeah, I mean, I can't believe Captain, the captain was so worried about faceless activity. Like, he should have been more worried about public indecency and just a number of other things like that as you're going. Uh, you also overhear two people give a conversation that goes something like, Hey, pal, what are the guards even here for? What with all these robberies and murders going on? And his pal goes, I don't know, friend. They can't be everywhere at once, though. If only there was some sort of organization to watch out for suspicious <laughs> activity. That's not heavy-handed at all. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Vim, like, at this point, actually, like, leans in and does, like, a whisper shout. You mean a group that um, perhaps watches over specific crimes in the neighborhood? That's right. They watch the neighborhood and then just keeps going. Like, she's, like, <laughs> disseminating this information and, like, putting... Like, she's trying to inception it into the town. And they both look at each other, and at the same time, they go, Like a neighborhood watch! And one of them makes, like, the head-exploding gesture with their hands above their head. As they're walking, Jarell is kind of, like, speed-walking. Like, looking from, like, kind of eyes-catching on random things they see in booths. Like, they kind of want to stop and look around, but they're, like, on a mission. Um... And so they're like, no, gotta keep going. Uh, but they kind of glance over at Vin. They've dropped her sleeve by now once she's kind of gotten going. Um, and they say, you know, if we're going to be at the printers anyway, um, maybe that would be a good opportunity to, you know, work something up a little more. I mean, I could write up, you know, another application, but um, doing these all by hand might get a little unwieldy. Um, I don't know what exactly you had in mind or what you planned... Oh, they pause and look at Vim and are like, uh, or what you, what kinds of ideas you had? <laughs> oh, uh, well, uh, right. So, uh, plan, uh, write a plan. I never mind the plan. Let's stick with ideas. <laughs> okay. Okay. I can, you know what? I got lots of big ideas. I don't have that many plans, but lots of big ideas. I, I kind of gathered that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so the, no, the application you, I think you made is, is perfect, and I already have Cyrus's, and this way all of the other ones will match. Wait, wait, actually, hold on, so, so we're gonna go to the printer, and of course we're gonna get more applications made. In fact, I was thinking maybe we could hand them out after the play, but... Do you think he's printing the playbills? You know what? What if we... Okay, so f plan one, if he's still planning or if he's still printing the playbills, we should just have him tack on a bit about the neighborhood watch. Like maybe it's sponsored by them. <laughs> so he can keep doing that, but also it becomes free advertising for us. But also, what is the first reason we are here? <laughs> 
Oh, um, Jarrell kind of glances around and sort of like touches their hand to their chest where the book is. Um, well, I, I had a thought, um, and I think Arden agrees, um, just from the sound of it. I mean, you know, perhaps this is a little unnecessary, but it, it does seem like, I mean, the Margrex seems like a lovely man, but, um, a little, um, maybe a soft touch on, on so, in some regards, perhaps not always very willing to um, reach for the apple that he wants to eat. Uh, so perhaps, perhaps maybe he needs a little nudge. Mm, a nudge in the right direction, or rather a nudge in, uh, <laughs> at this point, any direction. Yes. I like it. Or perhaps it's not qu- quite so much of a nudge as a, a total... Um, and a dive off of a cliff, perhaps? Perhaps less of a nudge and more of a um, plan B emergency fallback circumvention? In case he decides not to act on anything. <laughs> well, I'm all about plans B and C and, you know, what other plans happen to pan out after the first one doesn't go so well? I do like a plan B and C. <laughs> Well, you tend to put them together a, a bit more ahead of time than I do. I, I tend to uh, <laughs> stumble into them, if you will. Well, I'm not sure I will ever fully get used to that, but I'm sure we will find a rhythm eventually. <laughs> All right, so I guess, uh, yeah, yeah, I can see why you're power walking. Let's let's go talk to the, the, the guy at the printing press. Uh, Simon, I think you had talked about him before. Oh, yes, he was the same young man uh, at the mail office. All right, well, hopefully he's not too busy. Everyone has like three jobs in Mithran and BD. Uh, so, so yeah, me, you, so <laughs> <laughs> we do work for everyone. Yes, and no one. <laughs> you work for yourselves uh, anyway. So you get to the library. You are greeted by everyone. <laughs> oh, hello, darlings! Oh, you have a new friend with you. Hello, hello, Judy. This is Vim. I drag them up to the desk to meet Judy. <laughs> oh, delightful to make your acquaintance. And she like reaches her hand across the desk and you I guess you go to shake it and it's like skin and bones. Judy and Arden are great friends. <laughs> and Durrell kind of like grins at them. <laughs> I think they missed to like crouch down a bit to shake hands with Judy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause she's so big and she's so small. <laughs> Judy winks so hard back at Jarell. You think it might hurt? I'm sorry, I didn't bring him to see you today. <laughs> oh, that's okay. I'm gonna go to the festival in a little bit. Well, what can we do for you today? Uh, we were wondering if uh, Simon was around or or anyone who could um maybe do a print order for us. Oh, oh yes, yes, he's in the back. I'll take you back there, Simon. And she gets down from her stool, comes out around the counter, and leads you to the back. Uh, when you get back there, Jarell, you recognize the periodical section, and then she points you to through a big double doors into a workroom in the back. And uh, Simon is standing there this little press that has multiple rollers on it that are inked up in different colors and there's type in the bed 
of it. It's a show card press, which I don't know exactly what they look like, but that's what it is. Um, and he's got like an apron on and his sleeves are rolled up and he looks up as the three of you walk in, recognizes you, Jarell, and says, oh, hello, good to see you again. Jarell like waves cheerfully and is like, hello, Simon. I hope you're enjoying the, fe- you've had some time to enjoy the festival so far. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. Are you uh, printing up playbills for the play tonight? I, I am, in fact. Excellent. I'm, we're really looking forward to it. Judy says, I'll just leave you three to it, and leaves. Thank you. And Simon pauses in his middle of the printing and walks over and says, uh, what, what were you thinking for the playbill? I didn't well, know you were involved with the play. <laughs> oh, we're just going to lie and hijack the playbill. <laughs> Okay. I mean, I'm down. <laughs> when given the opportunity to lie, I think, or or rather to, um, no to lie. There's no way <laughs> to say it differently. Finn jumps up, it jumps in and says, uh, you know what? We are rather involved with the play and we are looking to get even more involved. Uh, we were thinking we might be able to make some, uh, last minute changes to the playbill if it's if it's not too too late yes a few things got left out you know uh, sponsorships and uh, things like that go ahead and roll a deception both of us i'm assuming mm-hmm. oh. okay the neighborhood watch is totally sponsoring play <laughs> oh fuck fam uh... gets a 14 okay I get a four. <laughs> Excellent. Very unconvincing. He furrows his eyebrows. Sponsorships? Jarrell looks in alarm over at Vim. Uh, maybe I have the terminology wrong. <laughs> Should I roll an insight to see if Vim thinks that he is buying the lie? Yes, you can. Okay. okay. 14 again. Okay, you get the sense that he's he's not, like, unwilling to believe you or unwilling to add things to the show card. He just kind of wants more of an idea of how much work it is going to mm. entail. Jarrell's sweating bullets, and it's clear something's <laughs> up. <laughs> so, so when Jarrell looks to Vim, uh, Vim, like takes what they said is the perfect opening and then moves in closer to Simon. You know what? You're right. Sponsorship is not quite the right word. It's really more that we are. Um, uh, this is, oh gosh, this is so embarrassing. We're, um, we're aspiring sponsors and we were thinking of doing, you know, like slipping in our, our logo to the bills last minute, doing something that maybe could catch the eye and, uh, you know what? I could actually whip up a, a new plate to slot into the bottom of your press that would uh, work on the uh, printer. You wouldn't even have to do that much. Oh, okay. Uh, I I mean... And we can pay for the changes as well. I mean, you know, as aspiring sponsors. Go ahead and roll again, but roll persuasion this time. Twelve. Okay. Hey, okay. 18. Fun fact. Vim's persuasion and deception are the same. (laughs) Okay. He shrugs and says, uh, sure. I mean, there's some 
blank space at the very back of the playbill. I've got a, a block over there set up and ready to go. I was trying to figure out what to do with it. And he like, motions over his shoulder to a workbench. Well, I, uh, I'll i get to work. Don't don't you worry. This will only take a, a minute or two. Uh, all right. Well, uh, gosh, and thanks. And once again, we're just, we're so embarrassed by this. Gosh. And Vim is like already like starting to carve on the block. Are cool. you, uh, with the block, are you, sorry, I'm going to meta for a minute. Are you just thinking of doing the neighborhood watch stuff? Yeah, Vim's fucked up. Uh, so what she's what what Vim is going to realize as she starts carving in the logo of the neighborhood watch directly into the block is, oh shit, <laughs> we just said that we are that, but um, that'll be a problem for like thirty seconds from now. Jarrell's <laughs> <laughs> kind of realizing this and is like, oh dear, but um, we're just gonna, you know what? We're going to follow them and try not to think about this too hard yet. Um, <laughs> yeah, so while Vim is getting to work, you hear Judy from the front room greet someone else, and you can track where she is by listening to her talk as she leads someone else into the back workroom. And the person who enters the back workroom is like a tall, middle-aged human with teal hair pulled back into a bun, and he's wearing kind of a nice doublet and nice pants. And he walks up to Simon. They greet each other. Jarell's going to kind of shift as this person comes in to maybe stand between them and Vim. So it's not immediately obvious what Vim's doing. Oh, and then in this moment, Vim actually, like, we see her eyes light up. She leans over to Jarell and then goes, I have a plan. I know how much you love those. I do. Um, I'm very eager to hear what it is. Uh, I think you'll just... Uh, you, you, don't worry, you're getting so good at just rolling with it. Oh, well, oh goodness, I'll add that to my resume. <laughs> so the man turns to Simon and then looks over his shoulder at the both of you and says, Hello there, I'm here to help. No. Is he saying that's to Simon or us? All of you. Oh. Do we recognize the man? You could roll an insight. Okay. Ooh, fuck yeah. Nat 20. Nice. And Vim doesn't do quite as good, but still gets a 19. I'm best friends with his mom. <laughs> Says, well, I don't know. The Nope. Well, I don't. Nope. <laughs> I can't get this out. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, I'm gonna have to like dub over all of these lines after I say them. Nope, uh, you're gonna keep them. <laughs> I'm gonna keep them. It says, I don't know my way around a printing press, but I believe that I can roll out some ink as good as anyone. And he like winks at them. Do we recognize this guy? So first I'll say, Vim thinks that this is Indigo under some kind of disguise. The, 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 the way he speaks and the demeanor makes that like makes an alarm bell go off in her mind. Um, and then I don't know what the, um, I think it was 18, um, insight does. Vim's insight tells her to trust her gut instinct. 
Yeah, I mean, so so we both know this is Indigo. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's in disguise, but he's not being very subtle about it. Durrell seems very alarmed, like, kind of visibly flinches back, and then kind of very also visibly, like, forces themselves to look calm. <laughs> What's that expression for? He smiles. Oh, just a random, random twinge. Uh, pulled my leg earlier. Oh, well, I hope it heals. Yeah, me too. Uh, though, uh, mine was because I don't, um, I don't like being interrupted while I work. You know what? We can roll out ink just fine. Your services will not be necessary. Thank you, though. I've helped Simon in the print shop before. And Simon nods. Like, he's a big help. We see him like just like wavering and like she's like she's like mid carving and she's actually almost done um, like carving out the um, like neighborhood watch logo as she's seen it in her head for a while. In in the bottom of the playbill, but she stops and is just like head cocked staring at this person who like she can't prove is indigo, but who she knows is indigo. And this person is slowly crossing the room to grab an apron. Walks over to the case of typeface and turns to Simon and says, So what letters will you be needing? Out of character, isn't the most of the playbill already set? Correct. He's basically signaling yeah. that he knows what we are here for. Because he is the literal worst. <laughs> Okay, so Jarrell wants to use this situation and also doesn't know if he knows about fully about the neighborhood watch and wants to distract from them. So Jarrell's going to slowly approach, um, kind of glancing at Vim a couple times and then kind of going over like, okay, fine, we're doing this. Um, uh, do you do you um, write often for the paper or just sort of interested in the technology or? Uh... Oh, well, you could say that the technology has always interested me. There's quite a many uses for mass dissemination of information. Indeed. Um, uh, oh god, uh, okay, so, um, uh, Simon, with yeah. the capable help of your friend who I've, I've never met you before, but you vouch for him, so it must be great. Uh, I don't, I don't think we'll be needing your assistance. Actually, if you want to go deal with whatever other festival prep is going on at the library, we would be happy to finish up the bills with our now six capable hands. Simon kind of gives a shrug and our new friend gives a nod and Simon says Simon says uh, well you look like you might know your way around a press and he looks at Vim I've uh, <laughs> I've helped make show pamphlets a time or two before I, uh, I used to be a part of a I'm still a part of kind of a traveling carnival of sorts when, when I'm able to but, but yes no we'll um just we'll finish it up. Why don't why don't you get going? Roll persuasion. Excellent. Hey, I got my twenty. That's a twenty-six. He shrugs, kind of puts up his hands a little bit, and says, "I won't complain about being told to spend more time at the festival." And he starts untying his apron, puts it up, and throws over his shoulder. Don't break anything, though. Like I don't think I can get replacement parts out here. 
Drell looks kind of offended <laughs> at the implication that they might accidentally break something. <laughs> and he leaves the room. Okay, so where is Indigo? He is inking up. He's standing at a glass top counter, rolling out some ink. He's getting ready to help. I don't know why you keep shooting me those kind of looks. I'm here to help. Uh, what did you say your name was again? Jill's kind of looking at him narrowly, like, are you going to admit who the fuck you are? Are you asshole? <laughs> you know what? I don't care what your name is this time. For now, I already know you as two different names, and uh, I'm fine with those. We don't need your help here, and your presence is not welcome. He, like, turns from the inking stand, like, puts his hand over his heart in kind of a dramatic gesture that may or may not be, like, genuine. Probably not. You wound me, Vim. You're lucky it's just with my words. Now leave. Do I not get to know anything about your plan? Aren't we in this together? No, we weren't. Or at least, I will never consider us as being in on something together. Drill kind of glance, gives them like a weird glance, like they're confused. He says, all right, fair's fair. But you'll have to learn to work with me, Vim. One way or another. I will not have another thing hanging over me. Have a pleasant rest of the day. All right, let's back up half a second. I'm going to assume that you're here because you have the information that you, and coincidentally, I also wanted. At this, Vim looks over to Jarrell. Jarrell's looking directly at Vim now and looks very puzzled. They look, they're kind of looking between Indigo and Vim like, wait a second, what's going on here? <laughs> Don't so worry about it. No, I'm very worried about it now. So Vim looks at Jarrell and says, We have the same informant. And then Vim does the heavy air quotes over uh, the word informant so that Jarrell gets the idea of where this is coming from very clearly. Oh my goodness, Vim, I'm not stupid. I know who this is. <laughs> Jarrell looks, looks at Indigo um, kind of directly. Look, if you wanted her to do this, why are you here bothering her about it now? Can't you just let her finish it in peace? I have only said this about three times now. I'm here to help. Printing is a big job. Jarrell kind of looks at Vim sort of with a, like, will it really hurt to let him, like, take part in this? This job that he asked for? <laughs> we see, like, in her hand, she's, like, flipping, like, the gouge that she's holding, twirling it around, um, like, almost nervously. And then she looks up at, like, the ceiling and just goes, Okay, fine. You know what? You're right, but... Indigo, Thompson, whatever, Freckled, I don't know what you said your name is, and I don't want to know it. This doesn't count as any more favors. This is something you're choosing to do of your own. That's fine. I am choosing to do this of my own. And then, in your head, Vim, the, the actual, actual favor, favor will come, come later. later. Through message. 
Uh, at that moment, uh, Vim flips the gouge into her hand as the handle, uh, and then um, drives it into the table behind her so that it's like almost, you know, nearly like a half inch deep into the, the table. Uh, and then she just looks at Indigo with daggers and says, get to work. Indigo flips around a bet of type that says guilty of tax fraud and smiles really big at you. And uh, we'll cut over to... Cyrus and Arden, uh, who are walking down the streets of Mithrin. You all arrive at the Arendale estate. Uh, jump cut. Everyone's in the room. Everyone has their coffee. Jana has breakfast still. It's like a bowl of oatmeal that she's eating. And Hyatt looks expectantly at Cyrus. Everyone's eyes are on Cyrus and Arden. I just grab the ledger. I throw it at Margaret Zarendale, chuck it at him and say, there's the proof. You have everything you need now. Really? That's all you're going to say? Well, come on, give me a fucking break here, all right? Look at my eyes. See how red they are? <laughs> Jonna pipes up like, are, are you okay? What, what happened last I night? I have never been better, and that is not up for discussion right now. What we are here to do is to decide what Margrix Arendelle will do. You have all the proof you need to put behind Myrne and Rowan and take control over the city. The ball is in your court. Her eyes kind of light up and she puts down the bowl of oatmeal and she goes, what? Really? Like, like proof, proof? And she runs over to where her dad is sitting at a desk leafing through the copy of the ledger and he's scowling deeply at it muttering like yeah this is uh this is definitely captain marinay's handwriting this seems to all check out oh and he kind of rubs his eyes with the palms of his hands and stacks the ledger, the cop the paper copies of the ledger real neatly and says, Okay, yes, this is um plenty of proof. You are correct. Um Landon also chimes in. In addition, we have a number of witnesses to evidence that Rowan is involved with the death of Liara, and I believe that Cyrus and Arden here can go into a bit more detail of what that connection is, but I have also seen that evidence for myself uh, and will vouch for their findings. And he looks at Cyrus and Arden. We have the pin, the matching pin, this will tie Rowan to Liara's murder. Everything is finally coming together, and we can finally get justice for your dead friend. Margrix Arendelle, again, what are you going to do about this now that you have everything you need? He looks to you, Cyrus, a little bit, you would say, pleading? Because uh, he's got, like, Jonna and Hyatt are both looking at him, 
and then you two are both while Cyrus is at least looking directly at him and he says I I will act yes but what do we just go up in the square and arrest him yeah at this Arden kind of makes a show at the clock and says well I think if you don't make a decision on that the town will probably make one for you as of later this evening every moment of your inaction is another nail on the coffin for the commoner do something do not look at us to make a decision for you Victor looks over at Landon Landon takes a drink of his cold coffee and says, I have 16 soldiers that are probably better trained than the garrison at your city. We have four adventurers. Those are the forces that we have to work with, Victor. That is assuming that all four of you and he motions to Cyrus and Arden are willing to commit to a coup. Do you really expect that the town guard and the rest of the town would be willing to help him, especially given the information that we have? If the information were to conveniently be passed out at a convenient time, it is quite possible that the only remaining individuals loyal to Myrne and Rowan would be Myrne and Rowan. Arden looks over to the Margarets and the others and just says, and well, there you go. Jonna is like, has her fists balled on the desk and she's like, looks really excited. She's like, bouncing on the balls of her feet. She's like, dad, Dad, this is great. Dad, Dad, this is great. Victor is just quiet. Hyatt, she turns to you, actually, while Jana and her dad are interacting. And she says, I do agree that this is probably the course of action that it has come to. Is it worth attempting to make a solid plan? Or should we just be ready for anything. Let's just arm ourselves to the teeth and be ready. Although, I'll add that if you know anything about the capabilities of either Myrne, Rowan, or anyone else that might be loyal to them, it might be useful in the be ready for anything category. She says, I know a little bit about them. Despite the fact that Myrnae is not a good person, he is in fact a good fighter, and though his methods are harsh at times, there are a number of soldiers that he can still inspire to go beyond what they normally would be able to do. Rowan, I have not gotten as good of a read on. He has displayed similar fighting prowess, but you probably know this, he also casts spells. That information was about as useful as a wet hanky. 
we know that <laughs> if he's leading the army, he's got to be somewhat capable in combat. Tell you what, Margrix, you mentioned the word inspire. We are going to have a, a change of order. I would advise for you to actually be present. If you want to take control over the city and have people follow you, perhaps you actually need to be out there in the thick of things when it gets going. Victor looks up from his desk and says, I'll do my best. How inspiring. Okay, Arden, let's go. It's super not inspiring. And, uh... (laughs) <laughs> Both Hyatt and Jana sort of give you two a, like, we'll try look. Arden nods to both of them, looks after Cyrus and says, I really hope that he plans to get some sleep before all of this happens. And so what's funny is, so Candace, the moment you paused yourself so you could practice the accent, I knew it was going to be Indigo. Oh, I, oh my God. So I was- That moment. I, hey I guys, got- it's me, Indigo. <laughs> <laughs> Can I be the next villain? <laughs> you should have. It's really good. Oh, a callback to my random BS letters. <laughs> I wrote a random BS letter to Alex because she keeps sending me memes on incels. So I wrote her a letter from Black Pill Incorporated inviting her to join the incel group as <laughs> once the once all the chads die from coronavirus, she would, uh, fe- females will be needed. <laughs> Is, that what you oh, Is that what you needed my address for? <laughs> Oh my god, Dan. That's amazing. That, w- that That's went amazing. into the post office today. That's amazing. That's amazing. The, the different ways we are keeping ourselves entertained are fascinating. I am keeping myself entertained by choosing a fandom and jumping down the fandom hole. And writing and writing stuff for this campaign. For Deep Space Nine fan fiction. A group of fans developed a vocabulary in the Cardassi language specifically so that Garrick and Bashir can refer to each other's genitalia in native Cardassi. Of course they did. (laughs) Of course they did. Mm. (laughs) Everyone got their character sheets? (laughs) I am going to refill my wine real quick and I'll be back. It's not a horse wine, unfortunately. unfortunate. I am finishing a beer, and then I'm going to open up my horse wine. This one might actually be good. Nice. I I saw the picture of the one that was bad. It looked like it should be good. They're all basically bad, which is fun for me because... Or rather, it's fun for Jeremy because I keep opening up these bottles, and then I smell them, and I'm like, oh... This is another bad one. But then I smile at him and I say, you have to try this. And he's like, please, no more bad wine. (laughs) No, please, Sarah, no. And I'm like, no, this one's less bad than the other bad ones. (sighs) Uh, Pajola's isn't awful, uh, but it is not good. It will not be a repeat purchase. You should start a horse wine blog. Or, or we need to incorporate horse wine somehow into Little Realms. <laughs> oh my god. I love fucking horse wine. Okay. Everyone's got their their stuff. Yep. I've got my stuff. Ready when you okay. are. 
All right. I'm moving the stool. I'm standing up. I'm getting a drink of water. This is how we should begin every episode. Just with a monologue. <laughs> monologue. Oh. Just riffing. Candace getting ready to. I have a glass and a half of wine in me. I have my session notes open. I'm sipping my Coke Stop Zero. It. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I have Dan was emotionally terrorizing me earlier. <laughs> oh boy. I'm stalling while I figure out how I'm going to open this narration. Last but definitely not least, I need to give a shout out to all the royalty-free music that I use. If you've noticed, I love to use sound effects, and I get a lot of them from freesounds.org and also zapsplat.com. As far as royalty-free music, I go to incomputech.com, um, purpleplanet.com, and freepd.com. License under Creative Commons, Attribution License 4.0.